Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Over the Top Radio, and this is Inside the Peloton. I'm Dave Toll, being joined by. Well, someone who's not really inside the Peloton, her sphere is much <laughs> larger than the Peloton. Rebecca, good uh, good morning. Hey, good to be here. Thanks. Yeah, so Rebecca Rush, wow, we are we're really honored. Uh, you've had quite the uh, last couple of weeks, as I've noticed, uh, hanging out with Billie Jean King. Talk about that oh, for a second. Man, yeah, it's actually it's really cool. I was thinking before we got on the phone with you, like. I've been an athlete 30 years. I've been a pro athlete 20 years and just kind of like thinking back a little and, and this uh, about a week ago, yeah, I got to go to the women's sports foundation fundraising events. Um, and they do a leadership athlete leadership conference. It's the first year where they bring, they brought in 75 athletes from high school, you know, high school kids, um, Olympians, people like me who are evolved a little further in our career. And they basically gave us a bunch of business training, which was, amazing. Um, and then we also have this red carpet event where, you know, you meet Billie Jean King and Jackie Joyner Kersey. And I mean, my head was spinning, you know, met uh, Lynn St. James, who was the first female race car driver and being in a room and being together with so many high powered women in all sports who, who really are on their way up or have really made a difference was really cool. And I mean, Billie Jean King is a force of nature and she just yeah. made me want to go out and like do more and be more. And, you know, it, it was actually a, a highlight of my career to kind of stand with all those people and, you know, female wrestlers, like everyone. And we had these great discussions about what it's like to be a female in sport and, you know, what it was like as a kid, what it's like now. And we talk about this in the bike industry a lot of like, there need to be more women. And, you know, you talked about it in your last podcast is how the, you know, women's road racing is struggling to, to still get support and women in the industry are, are still outnumbered, but it's changing, which is really exciting. So it was a really cool event and it, it gave me the motivation to keep pushing hard on some of some of the things I'm really passionate about, like the high school racing and getting more girls on bikes and so it kind of refueled the fire because, as you know, with advocacy or any kind of work, it's easy to get beat down and frustrated and feel like, man, I'm not making a difference. But um, but as I saw last week with Billie Jean King and, and what she's done, we are making a difference. So I got really excited about it, as you can hear. <laughs> no, so, OK, uh, 
first off, we really appreciate your time. And uh, I kind of wanted to take this into a two-part interview and talk to you about how you got to where you are and then more about what you're doing now and the yeah. the World Bicycle Relief and the Rebecca's Private Idaho and all of these awesome things that are happening now. But before we get there, uh, first off, how many of the other women, it, it was a... I'm going to guess about 60, 75 other women were a mm-hmm. part of this event that you were at. Is that fair? Yeah, of, of the pro athletes. And then, yeah, it was fundraisers. So there were a bunch of other supporters involved. But the, the invited athletes were about 75 of okay. us. So your peer group there, 75. How many of them? Peer group. I was the only cyclist well, there, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also, well, that's where I'm going. How many of them are still competing as well, or are still actively engaged uh, in, in doing what you do. I'm going to guess you're one of 10 in that group. Is that fair? You know, of the athletes involved, a lot of them are still competing. I, I was probably on the sort of further end of, you know, having a book out and having some other things going. Uh-huh. There's quite a few that are still in the heat of the moment, you know, trying to make the Olympics. and In the WNBA, that kind of thing. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, right, well, so there were, it was all range, you know, from just starting out to, to like me or right in the heat of, of, of trying to win a world championships or an Olympics or an X games or whatever. So when you talk about stuff like high school mountain bike league, I think it's fair to say that your route to get into that elite group was definitely different or uh, not decidedly different than every other athlete, but the way you got there and let's go back then and talk about Rebecca Rush as a uh, 16 year old in high school. Uh, yeah. And, and I got to say this, uh, you know, shameless plug, but uh, you can buy my book, Rush to Glory, that tells this whole story. And what's been fun about putting the book out is people didn't realize that I've done, you don't get to the cycling until about three quarters of the way through the book. Right, um, exactly. I've done a lot of other things. Uh, I mean, the and so, yeah, racing. School, my first sport was running, cross country running. And, um, how, and so did someone yeah. get you into that, Rebecca? Was it, uh, or, or was it something that you found in your own path? I, you know, high school is a tricky time uh, for kids. It really is. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And this is why I'm so passionate with NICA and the high school mountain biking is, is I feel mm-hmm. like finding a sport saved me and it, it really set the trajectory for my life. Um, I got into, uh, I joined the cross country running team because my next door neighbor, who was my sister's best friend, and I thought she was super cool. She was a runner and she was, she was rail thin. And as a, you know, young girl going into high school, body image is one of the things that we're insecure about. And it's, you know, like you said, high school is a tough time. And she said to me, well, you know, if you join the cross country team, you'll never get fat and you get a free track suit. And I was like, I'm in. I'm in. All right. (laughs) And so I joined not for the right motivations, but what I immediately found was that I gained confidence. I was a really insecure little kid. I gained confidence. I made a bunch of friends. You know, I got help. You know, I didn't get fat. I felt good about my body. I I started using my body, you know, to do something that was really fun. And that really set me off. And I've been an athlete ever since in, you know, probably 10 different sports, but always with the same motivation of it's, it's what feeds me and it, it's my peer group and it's and what keeps me happiest and at my best. What's your stance uh, on Ronda Rousey? 
I, I, uh, I'm a fan, to tell you the truth. I'm a fan, not necessarily of MMA. It's not really my jam. Yeah. But uh, I am a fan of someone like her. Uh, I, I dig where she's coming from. Her message stays strong. It resonates, it seems, with a lot of uh, uh, people who could, you know, uh, you know, use that kind of uh, role model. If You know, role models are tricky in this world. That's for sure. What, where do you stand on Ronda Rousey? Yeah, and I, I like what she has to say too. Agreed. I don't. I don't want people punching at me and you know <laughs> throwing me down on the mat. It's not the choice that I make. Um, but what she stands for, like you said, of being confident and not taking no for an answer, and basically, you know, beating the odds. I totally agree with that. And she probably wouldn't want to go do a 400 mile bike ride by herself, you know, without sleeping. So we all choose the sure. path that's best for us. But I, I really firmly believe that whatever sport you find, it's the answer. It's the Holy grail answer to a lot of things like health and wellness and confidence and meeting your goals. And it's a little cliche, but then you, you see like her video, someone like her or somebody that inspires you watching, you know, the tour de France on TV and we'll never do those things, but they're very human traits that we can all grasp onto. Like, yeah, I'm going to get out and go for a run today or, or whatever it is. And that's a lot about what I talk about in my book. You don't have to be a rock climber or a kayaker or a mountain biker to hear the stories of, you know, get off your butt and go do something. I call it the Rocky phenomenon, Rebecca. The, uh, <laughs> you know, like you watch guys in uh, 1980 or whatever coming out of that movie. They are so amped up and ready to go do something. And unfortunately, it probably gets a little misguided at that point. But I think that that, yeah. uh, that movie that you were involved with, Race Across the Sky, I think that was a super mm-hmm. positive example of that movie inspired so many people to put that race on their bucket list and, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was a that was a game changer for sure, and you were a huge part of that. But you know what? Not getting there yet because that's for <laughs> that's for part two of the Rebecca Rush Chronicles. But uh, so you're a high school kid. Then I'm still wondering how uh, you transition into and and like you said, I know this is all in the book, and I read the book, but we're trying to create a <laughs> podcast version of your life. And so I'm wondering then, let's move into the the college years, you know, like as you and I have talked about just, you know, us talking, you mentioned that coming from Chicago definitely wasn't this, uh, it wasn't Boulder at that point, you know, this world of ultra fit athletes, everybody's, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't that world. It was a different world. It was what, you know, the Chicago, it, it, Chicago's actually a much cooler city than I thought it was being there recently. It was an awesome place to grow up, and it's, you know, Midwestern values, and we grew up on a little brick street in the suburbs, and and you're right, I didn't have these athlete role models, you know, my family wasn't athletic, I, you know, I, I remember, you know, once I got involved with the running team, I remember watching, like, Mary Lou Retton, and starting to watch, you know, I'd never watched the Olympics or any of that stuff, and I started watching some of those running heroes, um, and so, you know, I I did go to college and and I had found running. I'd found my friends. I found my peer group. And I went to college and joined the University of Illinois running team. And I was sorely disappointed because it was, it was not the group of friends and support. It was this, you know, a a male coach who was really aggressive. And, you know, we turned in food diaries and he'd he'd take this yellow marker and like 
highlight all the bad things you had eaten, you know, for the week. And he'd stand there and you'd kind of be shamed. Um, and he even said, you know, our team doesn't win races because we're all too fat because you're yeah. all too fat. And, yeah. you know, I'm a skinny, on. like, college runner. But that had a really had a huge effect on me. And so I quit the team my sophomore year because it wasn't any fun. I didn't like it. I ended up feeling bad about myself instead of good about myself. And that was the first time I actually bought a road bike. And I didn't, I'd never ridden since my, you know, Huffy as a kid. And so, so I got a you... job at health club as an aerobics instructor, which, cause I was just like, I need, I know I need to move. I know I need to do something, but I don't know what it is. And I taught aerobics, which was fucking crazy. Oh my God, um, what a nightmare. I can only it, imagine those it poor was people. An, who oh, it was a nightmare, but it was still a group of people getting together at a place trying to better themselves and you know it didn't stick obviously but it it, that's what launched me into getting a road bike and I went out and I rode around the cornfields at University of Illinois by myself clueless you know in tennis shoes and didn't have bike shorts and I just rode around alone and that was my first kind of entry into cycling and it wasn't until years later that I actually got a mountain bike and, and you know and and now it's it's my career. Um, but I, I found that sort of solitary kind of thing, being alone out in the cornfield. Would you say, um, and, and I left cycling for a long time after that. Um, you know, I went, I went to, uh, sh- back to Chicago. I had a degree in business and kinesiology because I said, okay, I want to do something with sports and business. And so I started working at this giant health club and that's where I learned to rock climb was indoors and and then again, I met another group of people that I, I really latched onto, which was the rock climbing community. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And uh, that's when I headed west and and had to uh, um, essentially just live on my car, rock climb all over the place, stop shaving my legs, you know, I just kind of became a dirty hippie, um, but I was happy in the rocks and, and living out of my Bronco. And it finally bought, brought me to Idaho um, many, many years later. How are you uh, supporting yourself during that time? Like uh, off savings <laughs> or uh, robbing campsites? Yeah, you know, I was, um, I, I, get seasonal jobs you know I worked as a climbing instructor I did uh quite a few like sort of stunt things with movies from out in LA uh you know kind of way to cobble that together it really is I just cobbled it yeah and so and I taught cross-country skiing even though I didn't know how to cross-country ski I worked at you know a little ski shop in Tahoe one year um 
but yeah, the climbing guiding was sort of uh, what paid the bills, I guess. And then I, you know, I lived hand to mouth and didn't have health insurance and just kind of made it work. I always, though, look back, you know, uh, and I, I tell the, the junior riders this, and you got to live in the moment. And I'm not going to put yeah. words in your mouth, Rebecca, but in a lot of ways, when I think back in my early 20s, kind of doing that same thing in my life, those were the best times we ever had because we were so free. There was no yeah. cell phone bill. There was absolutely no nothing. You know, everything you owned, you could fit in the back of a pickup truck. And it, it's, it's not a bad way to spend part of your life. I, I'm not recommending maybe that you do it your entire life, but I think for everybody, there's something to be learned in that or learned from that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think being a young cyclist, you know, like some of the stuff you did and the stories I read about that, it's very much the same. You know, you move sure. to Europe with a suitcase or you try to make this team and it is very similar. I was just pursuing my goals in a little bit different way. Um, but yeah, piecing it together, doing what you felt like doing and moving around seasonally. So then, okay, and I know we're making a big jump here, but then somehow, <laughs> and I can really get this, you know, uh, going back to what you're saying about having that coach uh, at uh, in Champaign-Urbana, that, that just sounds like the kind of thing that would turn me off to organized athletics as well. It did. I think a lot of us had that soccer coach mm -hmm. or that football coach or that <clears throat> cross-country coach, whatever it was that you're, you're just like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go ride my bike or I'm going to go climb or ski where I can just mm -hmm. kind of do this on my terms and and I don't really have to listen to that anymore the shaming or all that stuff that goes along with organized athletics that it doesn't have to exist in some places it doesn't and more power to them but but for whatever reason it seems to so adventure racing sounds like fun especially when you've got the skill set that, that you do you know you're a climber you, you've got the running you you definitely I don't know how you are with orienteering that's going to be something we'll have to check in with but it sounds like then all of a sudden you're like and you clearly have identified that you like being with a group of like-minded people right I mean that seems I like, do right. yeah yeah and adventure thing I mean it was a dream come true and I'll tell you you I'm good at uh, navigation. You want okay. me on your team. If we're, if we're lost in the woods somewhere, you want to be with me. <laughs> we'll see what Greg says about um, that. It, but, it yeah. suited me perfectly because I was kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. You know, I was rock climbing and paddling and, you know, running. And, and then this adventure racing thing came along. And I was managing a rock climbing gym in L.A. And uh, these people came in that didn't fit into the rock climbing. They're wearing, like, Lycra and they're wearing you know, they, they look like a sore thumb. They walk in and they say, we want to learn how to repel. I'm like, what? Like nobody repel, like you learn how to climb and the repelling is just the way down. You know, you don't learn how to repel. And they're like, no, no, we're not interested in climbing. We want to learn how to repel. And I'm like, what? All right. And they were, I mean, a bunch of dorks. I'm like, fine, I'll take your money. I'll teach you how to repel. Um, and I found out this was like the elite of the elite of this new sport called adventure racing. And uh, they were in L.A. for like some sort of meeting. It was like John Howard from New Zealand, Kathy Sasson from U.S., Robin Benacasa, a bunch of people who I had no idea who they were. I just they were not dressed for the crowd they were hanging out with. Like and, climbers and were wearing baggy shorts and, you know, they look terrible. What and they're year? super tight, what year like is this, gym Rebecca? clothes. This is like 95, okay. you know. Um, and yeah, they're like tight tank tops and tight Lycra tights and, you know, 
they just didn't fit in. Anyway, um, I, I ended up, you know, teaching these people climb and, and they were, they were looking for women to, cause the, these adventure racing teams were co-ed. So traditionally they were three men, one woman. So you had to have a girl. So everybody's looking for a girl that can do a few different sports, you know, and they're like, fine, you don't mountain bike, but you do all the other ones. So, so you're in, we want you to be on our team. We can teach so you I did a, to mountain bike. Yeah, we can teach you to right. mountain bike. No problem. Cause you can do all the other, you know, seven sports or whatever, you know, that are, that are included. And so that kind of, uh, I did a 24 hour race in Malibu, California. Um, I asked to be on a team and it's three guys. And, and so that's where mountain biking started. They're like, we got to get you a bike. We got to teach you how to do this. Da, da, da. Um, and I hated the cycling. I hated really? it with huh. a passion because I sucked and really all they, they just, you know, head down a single track trail and just go, okay, follow us. And with no instruction, no, you know, support. And it wasn't a great learning atmosphere. And the whole time I'm just hanging on for dear life, um, scared, you know, no skills. And then when we got into kayaks or all that other stuff, I was fine, but I hated the bike sections of it. Um, but it was kind of the bitter pill that had to be taken if I want to be adventure racing and the adventure racing. I mean, it, it, it took me around the world, you know, to Morocco and Kyrgyzstan and New Zealand. And I mean, I got to do so many cool adventure trips by, um, by doing that. And it became a career for me for 10 years and wow. became captain of my own team and a world champion at it. And Why it was, I mean, and that was the best business school ever. Cause I had to manage our sponsorships, our teams, our equipment, our logistics. You know, I was essentially like what a cycling team manager would do but also competing. So what, where did that one go A lot of work. (laughs) Rebecca, that sport seems like it had it going on for a long time. Obviously it did 10 year career for you with that. What happened? What happened is that uh, Mark Burnett of, uh, of uh, Survivor, Survivor fame, guy, he, right, yep. he put the Eco Challenge on TV. We were the first reality TV show was the Eco Challenge. That's where he sort of, you know, got his chops for uh, doing TV, you know, reality TV shows was with the Eco Challenge. And when he moved on uh, to bigger and better shows and it went off TV, then the sponsorship dried up. And, you know, it's not only on TV, you can't get the money to go do it. And it was a very expensive sport. I mean, entry fee was $10,000 plus airfare for four people, you know, so, so we're not making any money. We're basically just able to uh, keep doing what we want to do. And so they were expensive sponsorships. So that dried up and I had a year left on a Red Bull contract and they're like, well, just do whatever you want to do, you know, for a year. We're not going to take the money back, find something cool to do. And that's where I found the longest thing I could possibly find was 24 hour mountain bike racing. And my timing was really good. That was kind of in its heyday. And even though I hated mountain biking, I was like 24 hours, no big deal. Like I can go one night, no problem. Interesting. And those courses too. Yeah. That was short for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. And this is a good point. So we're, we're going to, uh, wrap up this first phase of this interview. And, uh, but before we do that, I want to finish the the thought on 24 hour rate, uh, cause that's another sport that had, it's interesting. You're, you're kind of catching the front end of these waves, I think in your, yeah, career. it's uh, been a good timing for me right. on a bunch of aspects of that. Yeah. And then hundred went hundred mile racing, but yeah, I just sort of riding the wave of what 
popular. So did you do the full-on granny gear, the 24 hours of Moab and 24 hours of snow? Yeah. uh, Canaan, even, going back to that? I wasn't in on Canaan. I sort of got in. Mm -hmm. Moab was still going on. That was my first. Um, team, that was my first team 24 hour race. And then first solo race, I won that. And the second solo race I did was national championships and I won that. And so I just sort of was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing. And it launched a whole new career for me. That was sort of a Phoenix rising from the ashes. Cause really I thought when adventure racing died, I had one year left with Red Bull. I'm like, okay, well now I'm going to have to get that real job finally. But you know, that was 10 years ago now, nine years ago. And the cycling career has been far exceeded sure. what I was able to do in adventure racing or rock climbing or anything else. Okay, so and fully uh, unexpected. Yeah, I, I love this story. So, all right, to wrap up the first part of your life, I'm going to go ahead and say, <laughs> pretty awesome that you ended up getting your degree. Um, yeah. So all along, you've had this really cool safety net that, if worse came to worst. You could always fall into your chosen field of uh, from academia, so that's 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 cool. You also then well, I'm a pessimist. I, I all along I had to have a backup plan. I didn't think I was going to get to keep. I never thought See, I'd be a professional athlete. I would so use, I always had backup plans. <laughs> right. I don't know if I'd use the term pessimist because I think you've made some really brave choices, like doing Rebecca's Private Idaho in your life. I'm, I'm going to throw you a bone on that. I think you're conservative. Thank though. you conservative there you go okay right. but so so then also you've made some good decisions and sort of like uh, gone with the your personal flow has taken you down at like a pretty good karmic path of finding adventure racing get to travel the world that's invaluable that's that's worth millions of dollars the experiences that one can have by traveling the world are something that they can never take that away from you it gives the core of who you are makes you a better person then find this mountain biking thing i thought 24-hour mountain bike racing had a great community similar to what it must have been like with mountain bike racing when that first started uh the joe breeze gary fisher charlie cunningham days like that era you know yeah fire, yeah fire pits and and people building it was like being a kid again for a lot of people. So you have yeah, that. Yeah, camping out together. Yeah, yeah it was a really you know, fun time. It really was. They they did it right. The, just like so many things, Rebecca, when you started trying to put price tags and hang dollar signs on things and make money off it, it gets ugly. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so, okay. Uh, is that? I think that's fair, though. This is going to be, even though it's probably four-fifths of your life as far as year span or the timeline goes, that's that brings us up to what I think most of us in the cycling world and the endurance sports world. This is when we really get to know you at this point. In your yeah. Life. So, Rebecca, you can hang right on the line, but we're going to take a break and wrap up the the first part of our awesome. interview here on Inside the Peloton today. It's outside the Peloton with Rebecca Rush. I'm Dave Toll. Thanks <laughs> for joining us here on On the Top Radio. Uh, for my colleague George Thomas, we always appreciate you listening and uh, tune in tomorrow as we're going to be back with Rebecca Rush and talk about all the great things happening. Did you know that she's a fire person? I'm Dave Toll. Firefighter. 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 (laughs) There you go. (laughs) We'll be back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.